It'll be good. So glad you're here this morning. Now, you're here by divine appointment, so pay attention. God's got something for you, for you either to hear or to see or to understand. To hear, to see, or to understand. Communication comes by word, by gesture, and by spirit. So let God talk to you this morning. Amen? He wants to talk to you this morning. He wants to fix some things, and He wants to give you some things. He wants to take away some things that have been troubling you. He wants to put some things in your life that will bless you, but He wants to rearrange some things. Anybody in here up for a rearrangement, a resort? Hallelujah. You're walking on the water if you don't need help this morning. You're, you, we can't help you if you're already walking on the water, but I think we all need a little help, an adjustment at the least, and a major overhaul at worst. Hallelujah. So wherever you are this morning, just buckle up and let the Lord Jesus talk to you today. Father, we thank you today for your word, and we honor and render respect to you by your word. We thank you, Lord God. Your word is true. It is yes and amen to our lives. We thank you right now, the Holy One, the Holy Ghost, will speak to us your word today, your promises, your adjustment. And today, wisdom will come up. It'll rise up. It'll take hold in our lives. And we listen to you, Lord. We listen. We're not listening to the pastor. We're listening to you through him. But, Lord, it's you that'll talk to us today. And we expectantly render honor and respect to what you have to say, saying in advance, we'll be doers of the word we hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all say amen. Come on, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, that is pitiful. Hallelujah. hallelujah. All right. Y'all are Pentecostal, remember? Turn in your Bible with me to the book of John. Let's see how far we can get this morning. We're talking about being at the right place at the right time. That's what we've been ministering on. Do y'all think that being at the right place at the right time would be an upgrade? Do you think that you just anywhere, any, any place would be good enough? We had a kinfolk tell us one time, uh, an older kinfolks, that said, God don't care where you live. How many of y'all don't think, think that that might not be right, that God might care who you live? We've had a friend tell us, uh, not a friend, had a relative tell us, that God has nothing to do with who you marry. That if you're happy with her, if you can get along with him, if you think she's pretty, if you think she can do the cha-cha-cha, then, then go for it. God doesn't have a... He, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think God's interested. I've seen wrecks. I've seen things happen by getting the wrong one. <laughs> and besides, she sure was pretty at 20, but then you see her at 50 and you go, well, all right, hallelujah. Even better. That's what you say, even better. <laughs> Whew, that was a rescue. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, We've had kin folks tell us. Let's see, what else did they? We've had friends tell us that uh, uh, God uh, that uh, that all churches are the same. Had a close relative tell me. He said, "It's all the same. Just a little difference here, a little difference there. You know, they just you know they just adjust here and there. But it's all the same. Just as long as you go, just as long as you go, it doesn't matter. But that's not been my experience." I believe God has a will, a, a, a design for our lives, and that where you go to church is absolutely all the difference in the world. Amen. All right. I'm glad you like it. Well, now, I do know that uh, you and I are living our lives right now. You are living your lives in, in a race to extract 
100% of your potential. Say, my potential. My potential. Whatever God's got for you, whatever you've got in the sense of skills and abilities, that you have taken what you've got, the hand, so-called hands you've been dealt, and you're trying to play it out in life to get the maximum return on what you've got. We all are. Nobody's just saying, whatever, just whatever. Those people are alcoholics, they're drug dependent, they're castaways. Those people that have given up and just say it doesn't matter. But all of us in here this morning, you are doing things, you are engaged in things to do, to get the best out of life. To be happy. We all are in a course to be happy. And that potential is the measure of 100% of what God can do, and all of us have lived somewhere less than that. Anybody agree with me there? That there's more. That you wouldn't sit here and say, you know, I've tapped it out. I've Every turn I've made just right, every person I've been with just right, every decision. No, we would say, you know, I've missed the turn. I, I zigged when I should have zagged. I, that, the, the road went left, and I went in the ditch or whatever. That I thought it was this way, and it was another way. And I look back now and see, mm, I could have done better, could have had it easier than what it was. We all look at life that way and say, if, in hindsight, oh, God, hindsight, to look back and say, and, and, and not have the guilt and the remorse and the sorrow of, of something terrible happening in our life, and saying, if I'd only done this, if I'd only been there, if I'd only had the words to say that they needed to hear, if I'd only had the discipline to, 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 to work in their lives, if it's your children, and say, no, you're not going to do this, and no, you're not going to do that, and yet I was weak, or I was, just didn't know, and then it went out and happened, and here, we all have to deal with that. We're all looking as parents back and saying, oh... You know, if my kids are the measure of me, then, you know, I got to tighten up. Are we ringing the bell yet? And so you can't do anything about that. In the name of Jesus, just let it go. Just let the blood cover it. Just let the, let the, the, the mercy of God just take you and say, that was then and this is now. And I have got to, I've got to take my life and move forward now. I can't change the past. Do you all know that? You can't change the past. Only God can change the past, redeem the past. Well, that's what he's doing. You know, I, I am sure of this, and I know you are too. You know, we, we, that, yesterday in the ball game, they talked about last year's ball game, the Iron Bowl, and how, you know, it was 27 to 24 to, to nothing, and, you know, everybody was just celebrating. And we were in Texas. We were driving and trying to get a radio station in Texas that would cover this game. So we, we didn't get the whole game. But, you know, and everybody was just happy and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, the last, the last tick on the clock went, and it was the other way. It was 28 to 27 when it had been 27 to nothing. And you go, isn't that amazing? Have you ever seen the Dallas Cowboys in years gone by score two touchdowns in less than two minutes? That's my NFL memory, whatever. We have seen amazing things in life, and I'm telling you this morning, God, he can take whatever you've been doing and not been doing, and he can put a, he can put a rally under your wheels and get you to the victory line in time. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how rotten it's been. It doesn't matter how discouraged you might be and how people done you wrong and this, that, and the other. I'm telling you, the Lord's got a way. If they can do it in football... 
I'm telling you, then come behind and, you know, amazing thing, and everybody just say, how'd that happen? God has got much more than that, and he can set the woods on fire in your life. And you need to just say, and quit choking back yesterday and the years that have gone by that didn't turn out like you wanted, that didn't go as you hoped and planned. Your dreams got shattered, and just bury that, put a stick over it, a tombstone over it, and say, that's gone, and I'm going to put on a new life today and get going. You know, dead things stink, and we need to get away from the stench of, of our old dead past that didn't work out. We've all failed. We've all missed it. We've all not done it, and the thing is, it, it'll repeat itself if you don't stop and change it right now. Amen? So I'm here to talk about being at the right place at the right time. Don't you think, would you just agree with me this morning that though it's not the only factor, that being at the right place at the right time is an important factor in having a better life? Yes. That you, you couldn't just say being there without faith or not having being born again would be, uh, so you couldn't say it's the only factor. There's other things that are involved, having a right attitude. You could be at the right place at the right time and have a stinky attitude and a wrong attitude and it wouldn't profit you much, but literally... You could have all the things going, and if you couldn't get positioned, if you couldn't get connected to people, it would not do you any good. So it's important, and I think it's real important with the Lord. So um, in John, where did we go? Did we go to John chapter 17? Where, where did I send y'all? Okay, let's look in John chapter 17. Here's what the Lord said, and we'll, we'll just spend a few minutes here looking at some things that are from the Word of God. I want to lay a foundation for you. I want to convince you that God has a plan for your life and that He's got a way for you to engage it. No matter how, you know, you may feel dumb as a rock. You may feel so so out of, out of sync with what God's doing. Like, man, I don't know the Bible. I don't know God. I don't know how to pray. I've done this and that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can start right now. You can get, you can get a grip right now. And I'm telling you, really, we've just been in warm-up for these last few years. It may seem major, but really it's been warm-up. Really, the whole, the whole thing doesn't start till now anyway. So we'd all just get, in our, get on our, 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 race, our running shoes and jump in the race and be like we were ready all the time. Hallelujah. John 17, verse uh, 13, says, uh, Jesus says, And now come I to thee, speaking to his Father, and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. This is the will of God, isn't it? I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, speaking of us, because they are not of the world. Say, I'm not of the world. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Then here the Lord Jesus said, I pray not that, they sh that thou shouldest take them out of the world. Oh, God, just come and get me. No, that's not the will of God, is it? I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Remember in chapter 16, it's right, it's right, just slip right there in verse 33 of 16. He says, these things I've spoken unto thee, that thou mightest have peace in the world, you'll have tribulation. Jesus says, in the world, you're going to have evil, trouble. But he said, be of good cheer. What did he say? 
I have overcome the world. So he's not saying, you know, the way out of this mess is to come out of the world. He's saying, no, you got to stay in the world, but there's a power to win in the world. Not to leave the trouble, but to win with the trouble all around. Then he says in verse uh, uh, 16, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Then he said in verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world. Now look, as, as, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. So we're in the world, and it's rotten down here. It's not heaven. It's not wonderful. It's not great. It's the world. But Jesus said, you can have days of heaven on earth because of the truth. Sanctify yourself because of, of, with the word, and you can win as if it's like heaven. You go, but there's the devil. But we've been given power over the devil. Well, there's lack, yes, but he's made us rich in Christ Jesus. But there's sickness and disease, but he has conquered uh, sickness and disease. So, hallelujah, we win down here. It's just that we have to use our faith down here, and in heaven we won't. It'll be a given in heaven, but down here we have to engage faith in order to win. Now, let me read these scriptures to you. Just, you just hold fast. Psalm 40, verse 2, he brought me also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established, listen, and established my goings. So the Lord's intervening in your life, isn't he? He wants to intervene in your life. He knows you don't know the future. He does, and so he wants to set your feet upon the rock. Listen to, to Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his path. No, excuse me, his steps. His steps. So we, we, get, the, we get the sense of where we're going. I'm going with God. I'm going I'm to go with God. And he said, let me help you with that. Let me handle the details. We just say, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to, you are my Lord. I'm going, to, I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to go your way. He said, now that I've got that from you, Jesus is Lord. Let me tell you what to do and how to do it. See, let me tell you how that plays out. It says in Jeremiah 10, 23. Who's been reading Jeremiah lately? It says, oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man Excuse me, it is not in man that walketh to direct his... I've got that wrong. I'm just trying to read it faster so we can go faster. I know you would never do that, but I did. For the, um, it's 1023. Since I started, I have to finish it here. Okay. Oh, Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. So we need help, y'all. Say, I need help. I need help. He says he's got help for us. He's got help for you. But wouldn't it be foolish? Wouldn't it not be smart to, say, to have God say, I want to help you, and you say, I got that covered. I can, I can get this life thing on my own. Well, none of us have ever walked in it. When you got married the first time, it was the first time you knew anything about marriage. I mean, they tell you all about it and all this sort of stuff. You don't know diddly. And 10 years later, you can still look up and say, I still don't know Jack. 
<laughs> when you had your first kid, you go, yeah, mama told me all about this. You don't know squat. You have to, you have to walk every one of them out. It's just like, what is this all about? And, you know, a job, you think that's just making money. No, it's not. So we, we take life. We're all newcomers. We're all newbies at life. Every stage, every step, you never get where you go, I got this thing handled. Even when you get older, you turn 60 and you go, yeah, I've been, I've been around 60 years. Now I know what to do. Now the 60s, they change all the rules. They, it's all different. Nothing, nothing applies. It's like tear that sheet off and rewrite it. And you go, I got to go with God again. Don't even know how to retire without God. Don't even know how to. Hey, you got to have God all the way. And anything else is just pride. Anything else is just, it's just, it's just not, it's not going to work for you. It's going to, I've seen young wise men. You've heard me say this. I've seen young wise men, and I've seen old fools. Age does not do it. Hallelujah. Well, in Romans 8, 14, I'll read this one to you. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And the, the connotation there is mature sons, sons that know something. So turn with me to Acts chapter 7 if you would, Acts chapter 7. Right place, right time. It's important to be at the right place at the right time. If you look back at the great things that have happened in your life, and you, you, know, and you took the shine that you put on it off, you'll say, you know, this could have gone a thousand ways south, but it, it, it threaded the needle, and you know, look what God did. He had me be there at the right place. He had certain people and events come together. It had to be God. It had to be him helping me. It couldn't have happened. You just look at it and go, that was a God thing. And wasn't it good? Didn't it help? Didn't it make us go further faster? Well, you need to get on that. And you need to not look down and say, did I have my red socks on that day? I need to wear those red socks. We need to put those red socks on. It wasn't the red socks. It says in... In uh, Acts chapter 7, look in verse 2. Now look. And he said, Men, brethren, and fathers, hearken. The glory of God appeared unto God, to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran and said unto him, here's what God said, Get thee out of thy country and away from thy kindred and come into the land which I shall show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into this land wherein ye now dwell. Let's see if that's enough. Hallelujah. No. And he gave him none inheritance in it, no, not so much as to set his foot on. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for a possession and to his seed after him when as yet he had no child. And God spoke on this wise that his seed should sojourn in a strange land and that they should bring them into bondage and entreat them for 400 years. Remember when the children of Israel were in Egypt? God was telling him right there, telling, telling Abraham, this is, it's going to go down. But then in verse 7, uh, he says, And the nation to whom they shall be in bondage will I judge, saith God. And after that they shall come forth and serve me in this place. So it couldn't happen for Abraham where he was. Did you all get the point? That God said, you know, you're a good man, Abraham. I like you. I, I'm going to invest all this in you. I got big plans for you, but you aren't going to have it happen where you are. So God told him, get thee out. You know, the one thing Abraham didn't obey is he said, leave thy family. 
But that nephew Lot, y'all remember the nephew Lot? Said, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Please, 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 please. And Abraham just couldn't do it. He, that kinfolk thing got on him. And Lot was the thorn in his side all of his life. He had to deal with him. You have to deal with your disobediences. But he said, I want you to be at the right place at the right time with the right people. And Lot was not the right people. Now, God did work it out somewhat and did the best he could, but Abraham suffered because of it. How about in Acts chapter, you're right there, turn back to Acts chapter 2. Right place, right time. Abraham couldn't get what God had for him where he was. He had to move. Have y'all ever had to adjust? If y'all ever had to change gears and say, I'm, I'm blessed, I'm happy here, looks good from here, and God says, I don't like it. You can't, you can't potential there, and you've had to adjust. Said, I can change. Come on, let's say it. I can change. You're going to have to change to be at the right place at the right time. If you already were at the right place at the right time, it would be happening for you there. Now, chew on that. If, if where you are is so good, why isn't it happening so good? There's an adjustment to be made. You may have been told to be where you are right now in the sense of your life, but that's not forever. We're always transitioning to a place to go through a place. We're always transitioning to people to go through people. Some of them we take with us. Some God puts in our life and we rendezvous with them. We intersect with them and God has something for you through them. You get the stuff and you move on, whether it's wisdom, whether it's finances, whether it's a connection, and they're not forever. Some people he connects to you and says forever. You're going to be with them forever. Y'all know those people? But sometimes we look up the old classmates and the old whatever and we say, oh, I just want to see them. Oh, I just want to be with them. Oh, look, there's my old girlfriend. I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> You're on a wreck. You're on a wreck. You are. It's fixing to be B-A-D, capital B-A-D. You can't go there. You got to stay on God's course. There's not but one life. You can't have a mulligan. You can't have a do-over. In cards, we call it a jerky back, you know, where you put the card down and change your mind and want it back. No, board your play. <laughs> well, in life, you have to board your play most of the time. Are you all there? It says in Acts chapter 2, come on, help me just a little. Verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Where did this happen? It happened in the city of Jerusalem. It happened in the upper room. Now, why couldn't, you know, if God wants me to get the Holy Ghost, he'll just, he'll just I want to be in Samaria, I want to be in Capernaum. And I want to be in the tent. No, he says it's going to happen over here and in that room. How many of y'all reckon we could go over there and look in Acts? How many of y'all reckon that there was a, more than 120 people that were invited to that meeting? Y'all reckon there was more than 120? Do you think there's a difference between those that, that shined up and adjusted their schedule and got there? 
You think there was a benefit to the 120 that were in the upper room on that day where it poured out and God poured in and God dealt with them? Do you think they had a jump in life, an advantage in life? Do you think it happened for them? You think it was easier for them because they were at the right place at the right time? Not to say they were the last, but do you think, I've been around where I didn't get at the first loop, and you have, to, you, have to, you have to work through some stuff to get it another way. Matthew chapter 25 talks about, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. Verse 21, I will make thee master over much. That word faithful means easily persuaded to believe. Say it with me, easily persuaded to believe. Y'all, we got to get ready to be at the right place at the right time. And one of the keys to that is to be easily persuaded to believe. If you're bucked up and resistant, like I ain't moving nowhere, why would God need to move me? I'm doing just fine here. This is all right. What's wrong with this? How come this? And no, Billy Joe over here, he didn't have to move. And why am I having to adjust? If you're always bucked up like that, you're going to be a slow learner and you're going to have to go around the mountain a time or two. And once everybody gets blessed, everybody, you look over there and you go, wow, Billy Joe's really got it going on. It's really happening for him. Wonder what's going on. So you go talk to Billy Joe and say, what's going on? Well, I did this and God just started pouring out on me. And all of a sudden you think, I could have done that. I, and we heard the same word at the same time and I could have been there. Anybody been there? Anybody could look in your own life and say, boy, I know what he's talking about there. I was lazy, I was tired, I was just not wanting any new stuff in my life. I just wanted to be where I had always been. I was hanging on that where I was, where I am, is where it's going to happen. God's going to just do it here. How many people stayed in their denominational church when God poured out His Spirit in the 60s and 70s and just said, I'm going to get it here? And you know, there was not one single church that changed. Did y'all know first church did not change? There's people that moved out, people adjust, but that first church is still the same yesterday, today, and forever? Let them be the same. Until they get it, they, they don't have it. But if you get it, you better have it, and you better go where you can keep it. Hallelujah. This life that we're living is a life of pursuit. That's right. The casual observer has no chance. You can get it third hand, you can get it fourth hand, but literally you'll be so far behind, you'll never have your potential realized. You'll just have a portion. You'll have what Brother Hagin called the slopped over blessing. You couldn't get it on your own, but you just stood next to somebody that got it and you got slopped over on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, um, one thing about Issachar, remember the tribes of Issachar, one of the 12 tribes. It says that they had a, an ability in their tribe, they all had different things, to know the seasons and the times of what Israel ought to do. Well, we've been given that impartation in the new birth. All of us have that. We don't get it by, by portion or by tribe. We got it all in the new birth. We have it in us discernment. The Bible says, let discretion and wisdom and discretion watch over you. So we have it inside of us. It's just that if you don't renew your mind, you'll resist. But it takes discretion to, to even recognize what the right place and what the right time is. If you're dull, if you're unwilling, if you're stubborn, if you're prideful, 
Can I hurt your feelings in another way? Is there any, any other words that y'all need me to, to, to bring out? In other words, if you just aren't in pursuit, you're not going to see it, and you're not going to seize it. I've seen some things, hallelujah, but I didn't seize them. If y'all agree with me, go ahead and nod your head. You saw it and said, you know, I'm going to think about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at that. And you, you, you justified it. You rationalized it. You reasoned it out. You figured it out. And so you stayed put. You're going to look and see. Abraham had this same deal. I read in Romans chapter 4 today that said there was no reason to hope, yet he hoped anyway. Because he had the word of God that says you'll be the father of many nations. And it took a long time. You know the flesh doesn't like to wait. <laughs> Come on, y'all. The outward man says now, right now. But faith just says we got this. We don't care when it comes. This isn't our deal, right place, right time. We don't even know what it is until he shows us. And so we're going to have to wait till he shows us before we even know. Let me just share this with you because I... Uh, we're just about gone. Um, there are certain things. Now, this is where you're going to have to just hang on for a second. There are certain things in this life. Say this life. There are certain things in this life that you will never, ever have. You'll not see them. You'll not have them without being connected to certain people. I know that if you're not married to the right person, and I've seen this firsthand as a pastor, that your life, though God loves you, he's going to bless you as much as he can with what you have, with what you'll let him. In other words, if you're trying to pour 100 gallons into a, a container that has a Coke bottle top, it's going to take a while and it's going to be messy. Versus if you just have an open tank, you can just pour it in any way you want to, and it, and it happens right then. And the guy with the Coke bottle top is going to be there a while. If you're that kind of Christian that just says, I got to see it and I got to know it before I'll go it, it you're going to be one of those. And if you got the wrong man or you got the wrong woman, you, you can't do much about it. Y'all say amen. amen. But you need to know that, that uh, you weren't at the right place at the right time. Either you were in the flesh, or you were a sinner, or you were a dummy, and you just had to have her, and so you got your way, but you just need to know that on the scale of 100 as far as potential, you're never going to get that 100. It's going to be, if you, because everything will be harder for you. We knew, we knew a couple, this woman had a world, she had the potential, the anointing, the, the, the abilities from God to have a, what I would call at least a national ministry. I've never seen anything like it gifted. And she married a good man. He is G-O-O-D, good. Got good kids, got a good business, got a good everything. But he just wasn't spiritual in that sense. And it's just it just never did open up for her. Y'all hear me? She just has to do locally. She just has to plug in what she can and just do the best she can with what it is. And you would say, hey, that's good. She's having a good life. But we can't measure based on what it is to us. We have to measure it on the scale of what we've been called to do. It's not just your happiness, not just your life that matters. You are a plug-in for other people. 
It's not just you, you're foreign no more. You're called to help people go further and faster because there's been people that have been called to help you go further and go faster. And so if they don't do it, God's got to get it another way to you. He's got to adjust you all the time. Hey, uh, John didn't do it, so move over here because this is where we're going to have to make it happen. Well, Lord, I don't want to move over here. Well, but you just don't know behind the scenes that, that, that your connection fell through and the Lord's having to adjust you over here. He doesn't control us robotically. He can't just make people do and go and have. Are y'all aware of that? He, sometimes he'll speak to you to sow, and you'll think, ah, and you'll talk yourself out of it. But it was your connection to the future, and so you have to reload and relap. I'm telling you. And then there's certain things. Now, this, this may hurt your feelings a little bit. Y'all just brace yourself. But there's certain places you can't go. You'll never go. You will not ever see it without the right pastor. You think anybody that just went to school and that has a church and that they're painting and then and, and they put a rev in front of his name is good enough, then you are going to be limited. God will love you. He'll do the best he can with you, and he'll, he'll surround you with all the potential that he can, but you just need to know you don't have the tools to build the house. You've got a pocket knife and a, and a, and a BB in your pocket, and you've got to build the house, and it's just going to take a long time. And you're going to be sharpening that knife all the time. And if you have the right pastor, you know, the truck unloads with power equipment and says, here it is. And the truck, the lumber truck's coming. And you just, you just got to, you go, no, it's not that way. It's not automatic, y'all. We see the promises. We see the Bible, what God's called you to do and how easy it's supposed to be. Didn't Jesus say, my yoke is easy and my burden is Lie. Part of it is, is because we've resisted the process and said, I want to do it my way, on my timing, at my place. Thinking that God would do the adjusting. And he's just, he's got a lot going on to get everybody integrated, and we have to do the adjusting. Are y'all willing? I mean, you go, well, how can I do it? You, the, the, the passion to start is what's required. You just got to say, God, Forget about my life. What do you want to do with my life? Forget about my dreams. I could still be, be frothing over a 67 Pontiac Firebird that I saw at an auto show in Amarillo, Texas. No, it was a 71. And I could still be saying, that's my dream. You know, I'd be severely limited if that was my dream. But it was a hot item back then. And it's just, it's just not a part of my future. I have to adjust to his plan. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I can. You can't do a thing about your past. You can't do a thing about the people that done you wrong. And boy, did they, we could hear some stories this morning. We could play the he done me wrong song over and over, and everybody could get on and say, ah, that's me. We've all got a story to tell. But it doesn't matter. When you're at the right place, at the right time, you're with the right people, and things work. And the devil is locked out. Faith is prevailing. Connections are made. The money's there. But you got to want it. you got to want it. Because this faith life is not for casual observers. You gotta want it.
So let's just stop right now. Let's just bow our heads, everybody in the house, because this is the message this morning. And this is where the Holy Ghost has led us for this moment. And this is the juncture of your life that, that determines what you're going to do and what you're going to have and what you're going to become in the future. It's not whether you get a job down at Lowe's or if you get an inheritance or what somebody gives you. It's what you decide you want to do with your life in God. And the first step, everybody in here, the first step, we're all the same, is you got to want it. you got to want to do it God's way. you got to say, I've had a great life, or you could say, I've had a sorry life. I've got disappointments. We all do. It's the same. There's tribulation in the world, but we've got to be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. So we got to put him on this morning. And you got to get some adjustment in your life. you got to get ready to adjust. It doesn't matter if you're 80 years old in here. God's not through with you if you're still breathing. If you, if you want God to be through with you, you need to quit breathing and go to heaven. That's where people go when God's through with them. But if you're here, God's not through with you. So get over it and get ready to go. So right now, everybody in the house, we're going to just say in our own heart, I am fixing to be hot for God. I'm going to make an adjustment. I'm going to be willing to change. Now, under your own breath, now you have to say these because thinking doesn't do it. Out of your own mouth, let's just start saying, Red God, I am ready to do it your way. I'm ready to be at the right place at the right time. I'm not, it's not working being at my place and my time. It's not working thinking like I'm thinking and doing like I'm doing. I need an adjustment, Lord. I'm opening my heart now for you to turn my life around. I want the more. I want the better. I want the blessed. I want the funded. I want the pain-free. I want the blessed in the ministry. God, use me. Lord, whatever it is in your life right now, get over disappointment. Right now, you got to just say, God, help me get over dis disappointment. So much has happened. So It's been so bad so long. Lord, it hurts so bad. Lord, right now, take my hurt away. Thank you, Lord, for helping me in Jesus' name. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Come on, y'all, under your breath, but saying it with your mouth. Help me, Lord. Get this past off of me so I can live the future you have for me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 I'm taking a step. I'm taking a step this morning to get open to something new in him, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Now let's just lift a hand and thank him. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I've got a new path. You're directing my new steps. Lord, it's, it's wide open, no limits in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It begins today. We give you thanks, God. This is new because my faith has been activated. It's new right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, with every head bowed, let's just wait on the Holy Ghost. I, I have a sense that he wants to talk to us this morning from his side. I, you've listened to me, him talking through me, but he wants to talk and minister and release his power. Hallelujah. So get open right now. Praise God. I just heard the Holy Spirit say that he is sending 
a just a phenomenal amount of help to each one of you for the changes that are ahead in your life and what he's called us to corporately and individually. So there's help laid on us to this morning. Help has been laid on us for the to make the changes. And the changes that he is think that he is thinking about. He's not you're looking at natural changes, but he's looking at supernatural changes because of what he's going to do in the earth and what he's going to do in these last days because of the kingdom of God and what has to be done. There's some things set in the scriptures. There's a move of God in the in the in the word of that that has come forth by the scriptures and also by the prophetic word that has to be done and the call of God on us to do it. God's laying help on us right now. And so even in the in, in a supernatural way, time multiplied for you. I know we all feel pressed. I know I felt very pressed for time and to get everything done, but supernatural help. Receive that now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Supernatural help. Hallelujah. And I know uh, yesterday, Eric, I was praying and the Lord told me about you that he wanted you to release your faith more for your job that at your job specifically at your job he wants to help you more and be less of you and more of him and that supernatural help makes us efficient so we don't do two things we don't have to do things twice we get it right the first time that supernatural helps makes us uh do things faster than would normally be and he wants to he wants to release that into you for your job but he also said don't get your eyes on that job because that is a it's a transition place for you too it is hallelujah to get you where you're going but it he but he it was his will for you to be there hallelujah so uh release your faith for supernatural help release your faith that every day's easy because his yoke is easy. Ooh, thank you, the Lord. you can all do this. Release your faith that I'll get it done in half the time. Amen. You know, if you've got to clean the house today, hallelujah, I'm supernaturally anointed to do this and I'll get it done in half <clears> the time. That's what God wants to lay on us. Hallelujah. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth, you're taking that, aren't you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Because, you know, sometimes we go, I don't have anybody to help me. Nobody will help me. And, but, but the Holy Spirit says, I will. You know, you're like, well, who will volunteer to help me? Holy Spirit says, I will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. So help say, I receive it. I receive it. Supernatural help. Supernatural help. Coming on me. Coming on me. For these end times. For these end times. To do the work of God. To do the work of God. Hallelujah. To, um, there's something else wanting to come. To do the work of God. To... How to be obedient to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. To to uh, to accomplish my assignment. My assignment. To run my race. To run my race. To finish my course. To finish my course. And to advance the kingdom of God. And to advance the kingdom of God. I want to advance his glory. I want to advance his glory. And I'll have plenty of time. And I'll have plenty of time. For the natural things of life. For the natural things of life. By the Holy Spirit's help. 
by the Holy Spirit's help. And I receive that now. And I receive that now. I think like a spiritual man. I think like a spiritual man. I think like a covenant man. I think like a covenant man. I don't think like a natural man. I do not think like a natural man. And I don't live like a natural man. And I do not live like a natural man. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Now let's listen to this other word. Hallelujah. Indeed, these days are a day of transition and change. And those that would adjust, those that will follow me, those that will say yes to me, saith God, it will become a new life unto you. And I will take away the shame and the reproach of your days of gone, gone, of days of old, days gone by. And I will put in you a new righteousness consciousness that will cause you to rise above what your mind and emotions have endured. And I will take my young people. I will take those that have, that have moved towards me in small degrees. And I will light a fire in them. And those that have disdained them and have rued their youth, I will show them what I am capable and willing to do in these days with those that will say yes unto me. My young people will be used in a mighty way and inspire those that have been in the faith for days and days and days. And I will turn it around. It will be like a lightning flash. I will turn it around. And men will look up and say, didn't this just happen? When did this come about? Why is this so this way? And why is that so this way? It will happen so suddenly, saith God, that if you do not look ahead, if you do not sense me, you will not know what will happen, and you will lose your way. So look unto me now. I will heal those things that have kept you from moving forward in your desire for me, your ministry for me. I will take those reproaches out of your body, out of your life, that you might serve me. Not that you will go and live your own life, not that you will have your own way in a great, greater degree, but that you will serve me in this end day that I have prepared for this hour. I will have my way, saith God, and those that will go with me, they will be blessed. And those that say no, they will be as they were. This is a new day. Come unto me, saith God, and I will give you rest. Rest, rest, rest. I will rest you from this world. I will rest you from this toil. I will rest you for the work that's ahead. And it will be a rest that will re-energize you and invigorate you. And you will say, this is the better life. This is the life I was created to live. Glory to God. Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say, there's good in my path. I'm telling you, God is saving the best for last. Now, I don't know if this is the last, but I will tell you he's saving the best for it. And if this isn't the last, I think it's getting close to the last. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Deb? Need to make some announcements this morning.
Uh, uh, for those of you that are new or maybe members that just did hadn't registered on yet, our services now start at 1010. So if you wondered where we were when you got here, and if you want to sing with us, we start singing at 10 o'clock. Hallelujah. And 1010, 1010, hallelujah. So be here at 1010 on Sunday morning for our service. And of course, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 5 o'clock, we're going to hang the green. And we are asking all of you to come out and sow your time and energy into the house of God. Hallelujah. So it can be festive for this precious season that we're in. Jesus' birth is one of my most favorite uh, spiritual holidays as well as enjoying the family part and the festivities and so forth. And so we'll be having that at five o'clock tonight. It should not take very long at all because, I mean, like I said, on, I believe you saw this on Facebook, many hands make light work. That's what our pastor, our old pastor used to say. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, uh, and, uh, young backs make light work too. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we, we ask you young backs to come also. Praise God. And we're going to be, keep it pretty simple this year, but still have, uh, that, that, that blessing. Hallelujah. That we can enjoy through the season. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Seem like there's something else, but. Ladies meeting. That was it. Thank y'all. We're going to be having a ladies Christmas party Thursday night at 630. The time is 630. We will be having a meal and we're going to be painting a Christmas wreath. And uh, uh, we have an expert teacher. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, gonna teach us this and so you need to sign up in the bookstore and pay ten dollars that'll cover your your meal and your canvas and all your paint and uh, for ten dollars you'll either have a wonderful christmas gift to give to somebody or you'll have a um something to hang on your wall at home hallelujah we promise this is not going to look like you a kindergarten or something so it's going to look good hallelujah if michelle has to do something to make it look good she's willing to do that hallelujah and so uh, we're going to have fun and enjoy that time together now be thursday night we do need you to sign up today and if you cannot pay the ten dollars today go ahead and sign up and uh we'll know you're coming that way we'll get you a spot ready and then you can pay your ten dollars wednesday night hallelujah praise god lisa come up here stand up this Let's stand up. Please repeat after me. This church is growing. This church is flowing. This church is definitely glowing. And we for sure are sowing. Praise God. Amen. Praise God.